0: This is the Proof of Money Podcast, the most real, honest podcast in all of crypto. My name is Drew Griffin, and I hold no punches back when it comes to breaking down the crypto market. And in today's episode, I do a complete analysis of Facebook's latest cryptocurrency, Libra. I break it down to give you the good, the bad, the ugly, everything about this coin. You definitely want to listen to this. This is the best analysis of the Lib- Libra project on the internet. Make sure you subscribe to me on Twitter at Drew Griffin. Make sure you subscribe to the Proof of Money newsletter, proofofmoney.substack.com. Leave me your comments, leave me your feedback. Please share this with your friends and family. And thank you for listening. Man, oh man, I got a great show for you today, this podcast. I completely analyzed Facebook's Libra. And I'm going to give you the good, the bad, the ugly You're going to enjoy this. Make sure you share this with your friends and family. Probably one of the best podcasts I've done in the past couple months. I'm excited for you to listen to this. Like I said earlier, thanks for tuning in. Uh, But also, leave me your feedback, leave me your comments, uh, any any type of information you have. I want to hear from you and see what you have to say on that matter. But let's dive right into it. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to break down Libra, give you the good, the bad, the ugly. Now, any time you have a big company enter what has been a niche space for a long time, you're you're gonna have some pushback. And a lot of people inside the blockchain community, inside the crypto community, really are upset with Facebook doing this. Okay. And you know, I'm not backing Facebook. I'm not agreeing with how they use people's data and kind of exploit data that they get from their users without their users really knowing about it. And we know Facebook's had kind of a sketchy, sketchy history with data and Selling it to other companies, stuff like that. Okay, but I'm just going to focus mainly on Libra. Okay, so when I break down Libra, I'm, I'm not trying to get involved in the Facebook the politics, all that stuff. I just want to give a good analysis of Libra. And when you go and look at Facebook, okay, you cannot blame them for what they've done. All right. So there's two main points that I want to make before I break down Libra. And the first one, okay. This was a business decision by Facebook. and I know this goes against a lot of people, especially inside of crypto communities, a popular belief. okay, but this wasn't Facebook's creating Libra out of evilness. Uh, it's not their intention with Libra to control of the entire world. okay? This is a business decision. And so you've got to look at Facebook. They're a, a public company that have shareholders. And that stock price in the past couple of months hasn't done so hot, okay? And I know that they've been building this for over a year now. And just straight business decision because the remittance industry, the global money transfer industry is expected to be $700 billion in 2019. Okay, so there's all sorts of companies that have jumped into space. Facebook sees an opportunity. And that's what they've done with the Libra coin. And Facebook has a competitive edge, excuse me a competitive edge versus every other payment system in the entire world. They have a fan base of two billion potential customers. Let that sink in for a second. Two billion potential customers. Most companies, when they create something something innovative, they invent a the technology first. And then they try to find people to sell it to. Facebook, you know, they didn't do this uh, uh, on purpose when they first created Facebook. But unintentionally, they've created a whole marketplace that they already uh, have direct access to all those potential customers. Then they create the technology. So they have a competitive edge. They have a potential user base of over 2 billion people. So, what they're going to do, they're going to use their existing platform and leverage it to get Libra out to billions and billions and billions of people. It's a business move. Okay, there's lots of money to be made from this move. So, before you go, oh, Facebook's just evil to trying to do this, it's they want to fatten that bottom line. That's what it comes down to. That's what all companies do. I'm a capitalist. Okay, I can't get angry at a company. For seizing a business opportunity and taking advantage of it all right if I which you know I I hold ETF so I indir- indirectly I own some small slivers of Facebook stock I'm not a direct investor of Facebook okay but like all public companies Facebook has a bottom line to fatten they got investors to make happy this is one more opportunity to increase capital increase the revenues okay by seeking a very very fast growing, Market share. All right. Straight business decision. So, all you people, you know, I can already hear them yelling at me now. It's out of evil. Zuckerberg's evil. Oh, I mean, he's a businessman, okay? Leading this company to make a, a smart business move. All right. So, Right Straight business decision. They're not trying to take over the world with this. Now, my next point I want to get, and I've, I've gone down this road before, and I'm not going to go too detailed into it, but Libra is a currency. It's not money and this confuses a lot of people. We are so uh, We've been so brainwashed by society to believe that currency and money are the exact same thing But they're not so I think it's important for you to understand this principle. It'll help you understand Libra better So I'm just gonna break it down real quickly. You can listen to my other podcast on the difference between currency and money I'm not gonna go too in detail on it But basically currency is something that can transfer value very quickly very securely. Okay, but it's not backed by anything So it doesn't have anything tangible behind it. Uh, It's usually controlled by a governing body like a government a business and They can mint the currency at their discretion Okay, so this includes any type of government fiat like the US dollar digital cash stuff PayPal uses those are all currencies Money is different. Okay money can transfer value quickly But it's different than currency that money is backed by something real could be gold could be resources could be property like in Bitcoin's case, it could be energy. Okay. And so Libra is not a competitor to Bitcoin. Libra is a currency, just like the US dollar, just like PayPal. Okay. Bitcoin is money that has a fixed supply, value backed by scarcity, and it is truly decentralized. Okay. Truly decentralized. All right. And one more important note about Libra. Before we dive deep into it, it's not pegged to the U.S. dollar. It's actually uh, linked to a basket of assets. Most of those assets are controlled by central government, central banks, okay? So it's not one-to-one like is uh, supposed to be with the U.S. dollar. It's different, but it's not Bitcoin. Bitcoin is good, sound money. Libra is just another currency, okay? And really... The easiest way to explain it to someone who may be listening that doesn't really understand cryptocurrencies, Libra just Libra just made a better PayPal, and they're going to beat PayPal at their own game because (laughs) Libra has a lot more potential customer base than PayPal ever were ever will. So a better PayPal. All right, so we're going to break down the good. So Libra has a great chance of accomplishing the feat that every Crypto uh, payment cryptocurrency has failed to achieve. Okay, so in the past couple years, we've seen a lot of uh, blockchain companies come out With a new type of global payment system, you know, basically they may take Bitcoin Speed up the transactions with it. Just they want to make it used more as a currency less as a money system And so we've seen that the problem with all these different blockchains trying to accomplish that accomplish this is they failed at global mass adoption Okay, Libra has a good chance of accomplishing this goal because Facebook has so many users on it right now Facebook has basically a third of the world using their platform So Libra is probably the best chance at a blockchain based payment token out there That may piss off a lot of people. I get it. You know, you're diehard crypto. I'm all about cryptocurrencies, too I'm all about Bitcoin. All right but let's face it As a payment currency, as a digital payment currency that uses a blockchain, Facebook is the best bet at this current point for it being successful on a worldwide basis, okay? Because they just have so many existing potential customers on their network. Now, when I get to the ugly, there's going to be some big hurdles for Facebook and Libra. We'll talk about that a little bit later, right? But Libra really does have a chance... To serve the unbanked population because a lot of these companies uh, these crypto companies that were trying to get banking services unbanked people they're relying on smartphones Facebook is no different but Facebook already has an application that a third of the world uses so it would just be so much easier for unbanked people to tie into Facebook and get banking services okay so like I said this is an opportunity to solve a major global problem in the world. Facebook is solving a problem with Libra. They're not the first people to solve it, okay? There's lots of companies that have tried to do this before, but Libra has a good chance to actually solve this problem by getting a lot of people, unbanked people, banking services. Whether you like Facebook, whether you hate Facebook's guts, this is just the honest truth. In this podcast, I bring out truths. I don't bring out uh, how I feel, About the company, all right. But like I said before, it's a business decision. Not a chance, they're not trying to take over the world, they're not doing it out of evilness, they're doing it as a business decision. Okay, so that's the good thing about this is some people who don't have banking services. This may actually solve that problem. Not saying there's not anything out there that exists already, okay, but it is a chance to help these people out. Because people need banking services. If you look at the banking services in a lot of third world countries, uh, it's just they get destroyed in banking fees and money wires and stuff like that. So if, if Facebook can really make Libra have low transaction feed, that's actually a good benefit to the world because it does allow these people who are getting screwed by, you know, archaic banking services and paying outrageous fees for money wires and stuff like that. If they can actually lower those fees and keep money in those people's pockets – That's a good thing, okay, so like I said, whether you like Facebook, whether you hate it, that's your opinion, but there is good that can come out of Libra, so the bad, okay, and like I said before, I think it's a good business decision by Facebook, if I was the CEO of Facebook, you know, I I would like to think that I would make this move for my company, right. but the bad thing about Libra, so there's two major bad details about the Libra project, Uh, according to their white paper, Okay, they have a group of organizations called founding members, and they're tasked with promoting the business, creating an overall better platform for Libra. And this includes financial institutions, some telecoms, some blockchain companies, venture capitalists, some nonprofits. It's a very diverse group of businesses. Okay, so this group of founders, they're gonna help catapult Libra in the mass adoption. Okay, but the problem with it is for every founding member you have 10 more fingers in the pockets of, uh, of Libra's profits and what this may cause them to do is they may have to raise fees until they can raise fees to a high enough point that Libra can make a profit cuz they're having to pay out all these founding members all these businesses aren't just going to jump on board with for Libra without getting some sort of fee whether it's slapping the user with the fee or slapping the merchant with the fee like credit card companies do somewhere, you know, if they've got to pay out to all these founding members or, you know, pay them some money somehow or another, that's going to increase the cost. And so this is a bad sign because in the Libra white paper, now I'm going to talk about why you can't go off white papers and say, but in the Libra project, the white paper, one of the things that they were promoting constantly is that this is going to keep the fees lower. But if they have just a, a wide diverse group of founding members that want to cut. In the in the in the fees or some sort of business part of Libra It's gonna make the fees rise And so it kind of goes against the whole point of creating a system that has the cheapest fees possible Especially for those unbanked people Okay, so you know that that's one big bad part and the other part is as a blockchain researcher I've learned that what's written in the white paper can be changed in a second Okay, what that white paper says None of that is set in stone. That's not some sort of legal binding document that this company has to do what's been written in this white paper. And so when you read the Libra white paper or when you read any white paper, keep that in mind that they keep having these goals and what they expect to do. But that could change in an instant. OK, and so one of Libra's goals, like I said earlier, is to have a cheaper money transfer service. But having these large number of founding members can easily make Libra change their business model, raise fees, and not go off what's in that white paper, okay? Because like I said before, Facebook has a uh, bottom line to fatten. And they got to keep those investors happy. So just the stuff you see in that, and that's that's one of the bad things about Libra is Facebook's done this before. They've said one thing, done another, okay? So with the Libra project, are they going to say one thing? Or are they going to do a completely different thing? Because uh what what I don't really and what, another bad thing that was in that white paper is they're saying it, it is decentralized, and that's the thing that is not decentralized, okay, so that gets me into my next point. the ugly okay, Libra is not decentralized, so it's controlled by an association of nodes who are giving voting power, okay, so they have to have two thirds majority voting power on certain issues, but they claim to be a decentralized network, okay, but later on in the white paper. They talk about how well it's got to kind of kind of stays somewhat centralized, and then they'll move it into a fully decentralized network. Okay, like I said before, white papers can be easily changed, and I definitely foresee this being a major thing that they do not that they do not change in the white paper. I think it stays uh, heavily relying on these nodes to make decisions, like we're seeing now issues with the Facebook platform of you know political influence, uh, hate speech. Them trying to silence certain groups of people, you know all this, all these issues we see with Facebook. I see similar issues happening with Libra. Okay, so there's going to have to be some major boats that happen on this blockchain. Some of it's going to be stuff that no one foresaw coming, foresaw coming. But at some point in time, I just see these nodes having to continuously vote on stuff, and I don't see it becoming fully decentralized in five years. So one of the ugly things I got from this whole project is they're saying it's decentralized. It's not. It's going to start out centralized with the hope of finally becoming fully centralized. But like I said before, right, the ugly truth, companies, especially when they put it in white paper, can say one thing. They can do it completely different. Okay, So that's an ugly, ugly truth. And then finally, this is probably the ugliest thing facing Facebook, facing lever right now, is the Department of Justice, the DOJ, is pursuing antitrust suits against the biggest companies in tech, Including Facebook, okay. So they've been pursuing uh, big tech companies for the past couple months now, and just adding an entire payment system to Facebook that could potentially impact over two billion people. I mean, the DOJ is just foaming at the mouth, eager, okay, to come at Facebook and break it up uh, with antitrust lawsuit. So. I, I don't you know, I don't know if this is the best timing for Facebook to release it because of all this stuff coming out that The, the a lot of politicians a lot of senators they they want to break up Facebook And so Facebook just added one more surface to it uh, one more market they could potentially control And so this this may work out against them in the long run Okay, I, I know Zuckerberg probably knows a lot more about when to release products than I do uh, but I just see the DOJ; it just gives them a little bit more ammunition as to why Facebook could be slapped with antitrust lawsuits and caused to break down in smaller pieces, and all that stuff that happened with you know maybe influencing uh, the the presidential uh, race early on a couple of years ago. So I can see the Senate coming after them real hard, especially because they added this. And as as of doing this podcast. The Senate Banking Committee is actually planning to hold a uh, hold a meeting regarding Libra because they want to make sure they have the opportunity to track every transaction made with Libra. And so that's, that's one thing the Banking Committee is going to be upset with. Is Libra going to allow private transactions? And one thing mentioned in the Libra project is that each user of Facebook would get one Libra account that wasn't tied to their personal account on Facebook. So basically – Someone can have a private account, but my question is on this is the Senate Banking Committee They want to track every single transaction made in the world. That's their goal Okay, and so it's hard for me to foresee them just allowing Facebook to give uh, a private account to users and It's hard for me to see them not trying to slap any mundane laws against them uh, for allowing that and it's hard for me to foresee Facebook keeping true to That one single private account for Facebook users. Okay, so I think that's one more thing in a white paper That's not gonna make it through. Uh, it's definitely something's gonna change But like I said the ugliest thing about this entire Libra project is What's what's the federal government gonna do about it? Are They just gonna let it slide are they gonna get heavily involved Are they gonna slap Facebook with the antitrust lawsuit? Uh, but it's gonna be interesting like I said before I think it's big for blockchain don't know if it's gonna help out any cryptocurrencies Uh, I think it helps strengthen strengthen the argument for Bitcoin. Bitcoin is still one of the few truly decentralized networks out there. Libra, I don't foresee it being decentralized. To me, it's just a a way better PayPal that uses a blockchain but actually has good potential to solve a major banking issue, giving services to all those unbanked people out in the world. Now, what they're going to do with people's data from it, 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 it won't surprise me if they follow suit with what they did on the past. Like I said, I'm not saying anything good bad about Facebook. I was just trying to give you a breakdown of the Libra project. But regardless of your thoughts on Zuckerberg, Facebook, cryptocurrencies in general, this is a major play by Facebook, okay? I great business move for them, their shareholders. Uh, you can't knock them for that business decision. It's just gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. Now, anyone listening, that wants to invest in Libra, okay, it's it's not an investable product. So basically, Libra is not a – it essentially is a stable coin, okay, but it's not pegged to a currency. But the whole idea behind Libra is the price of it is going to remain the same. That's I mean there will be a little bit of volatility, small volatility. But if you want to invest in Libra, it's not really an investable asset because it's not going to increase value. If you want to invest in something that's going to increase in value over the long term, Bitcoin, probably your safest bet as a cryptocurrency. And I say that as an opinion, not as a stranger on the internet, giving you financial advice. Well, that's been my podcast. I hope you like it. Please share it with your friends, family. Uh, If your parents are interested in learning about Libra, share it with them. That way they can get a good understanding of it. Leave me your comments, feedback. If I screwed up anywhere, let me know about it. If you got any more information I could use to improve this podcast, Send it to me. Make sure you go to Twitter. Follow me at Drew Griffin. Make sure you subscribe to the Proof of Money newsletter, the best crypto podcast newsletter in the entire market. Make sure you share this with your friends and family. Proofofmoney.substack.com. Subscribe today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Drew Griffin.